Hey guys, welcome back to the Players Podcast Australia. My name is Jeremy. Mick, what's going on? Jeremy, how are we today? Hey man, good to see you. Uh, that voice coaching shit's really helping, right? Yeah, I've been getting lessons on it. It's actually, um, it's been pretty, pretty helpful. Yeah, good on you, man. You must have a really good uh, voice coach. Okay, yeah. Me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's good. Hey, um, just again, we just want to pause for the cause. We just want to let you guys know uh, we've been super fortunate to have the Baseball Sock Company jump on board and sponsor our podcast, which for us, it's kind of really cool because our whole thing was just to, uh, just to talk to these guys and uh, these players and just get their stories out there. And now there's, a, there's an Australian-made company that really wants to uh, get behind us and support us. So we would really like you guys to support them. So what you can do now is there's actually a little coupon code that you can use for their website. Mick, tell the people what the coupon code is. Yeah, you just got to, at, uh, at the checkout, just PP20. That's your discount code right there. PP20. Players podcast, but PP20. 20 for a 20% discount on all their current stock on their website. How cool is that? It's pretty cool. We I'll, actually I'll have... definitely be... Get, I'll be getting a few pairs. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, exactly, right? Because you've got club ball coming up, so you're going to be rocking a bunch of different pairs. Isn't that right? For the Hoodwind Indians? Yeah, Goodwood Indians, yep. I'll probably, oh, uh, Goodwood, sorry. Goodwood Indians, yeah. Good That's hood. right. Yeah, there you go. But um, so th- yeah, probably a couple of combinations. Yeah, there's, oh, there's so many combos on their website. If you check it out, they have so many different varieties. But also, you're going to be rocking the Hunter Pence pants. Hunter Pence pants, yep. yep. I actually wore the Hunter Pence pants yesterday, in fact. Yeah. Yep. See, see, dudes like me can't rock Hunter Pence pants because dudes like me have too big a quads to wear Hunter Pence pants. But you with a small quad, I understand it. Don't have the gains. It's cool. But the good thing about that is you can actually rock out with your socks out thanks to the guys at the Baseball Sock Company because you can now rock those Hunter Pence pants with your small quad and just show off all the mad colors of socks that we have. Like, it's awesome. I'm pretty, I'm pretty jealous. I wish I didn't have such good developed quads. Yeah, no comment. <laughs> Look, at our lame jokes aside, you guys should really check out the website. Baseball Sock Company. It's called, it's just Baseball Sock Co dot com dot au baseball sock s-o-c-k co co dot com dot au check them out use pp20 at checkout pp20 players podcast 20 for 20 percent off all of their current stock on their website that's pretty amazing we're we're really humbled by it we're really really uh gracious uh, i guess is that the term we're gracious we're grateful grateful we're grateful yeah we're grateful for the baseball stock company coming on board and supporting us and really at the end of the day they're supporting us to support you guys because you guys get a little kickback and uh and the whole little baseball community you know they all benefit from it we all get socks hey everyone gets socks get some socks did you know one of the first ever big league games i went to was in oakland at the coliseum and it was free sock day no word of a lie no word of a lie. That's just I got I got on the big screen, so they gave us a pair of free Oakland socks, yellow and gold, which I'm sure you could get that combination at baseballsockco.com.au. But I got free socks because I got all the people I was there with up in the left field corner to put the socks on their hands and flap like birds, and we finally got on the big screen. So how good is that? That's pretty sick. Free socks, and we got on the big screen. That's what's up. There you go baseball sock company they'd be proud of that i haven't even told them that but if you want to do that if you want to wear socks on your hands you can wear them on your feet you can wear them on your hands it doesn't really matter but all you've got to do is go to baseballsockco.com.au check them out 
Use PP20 for a 20% discount. And also check them out on Instagram. It is Baseball Sock Co. on Instagram. At Baseball Sock Co. on Instagram. It's really simple. Isn't that, is, is that it? I think that's really it. I think that's, that's it. it. Dude, we are about to drop our biggest episode ever, which is pretty huge considering the awesome guests that we've actually had in the past. But this one, I think, is, is going to take the cake. This guy was a big leaguer for 12 years. It's crazy. And when we started this, this little venture, we had a list of dudes that we said we want to talk to. And actually... I feel like we should just stop podcasting after this because this is it. Like we've pretty much spoken to all the guys that we've wanted to speak to, I guess. Maybe a couple, but I mean, yeah. Manny's not on yet, but more or less still far out, man. That was pretty awesome. Did you have yeah. fun having a chat with Moilo? Yeah, it was good. Um, you know, especially after last year and uh, in the uh, the old championship series, not really falling our way, but um, yeah, it's good to see what he's up to now. And, uh, you know, with... Fox Sports and into the broadcasting so dude we had a really good chat uh, you guys are going to really enjoy this I think like we, when we talked about obviously his memorabilia collection uh, we talked about him getting into the circle of trust which is a really cool thing that I didn't even know existed um, and I don't think a lot of you do but talking about the clubhouse there with the bra- when he was with the Braves that was pretty sick obviously coffee in Kansas when he when he got uh, he started getting a coffee machine in the clubhouse making coffees for all these guys he's a huge coffee nut so I was pretty pumped to talk to him uh, while Mick sat back and read a golf magazine that was pretty sick uh, and then obviously just talking about the evolution of the game and the ABL and, and just moving forward and um, there's pretty cool little things at the end there where we uh, uh, I try to let Moilo go a hundred times but I was just too excited uh, but asking him about some rookies and some young guys coming through which uh, which is what this podcast is all about just uh, just getting some players names out there and getting people more familiar with these guys so so that's pretty cool so make sure you stick around to the end for that also like I said before check out our sponsor baseballsocco.com.au pp20 for a 20% discount at checkout Mick is there anything else we need to tell the people go get socks go get socks yeah rock out with your socks out yeah get a get three socks if you have to i mean you can buy them in pairs of two so you'd probably you wouldn't you probably yeah. wouldn't get three you'd probably yeah. just get three pairs yeah yeah i mean you may as well get three pairs i mean 20 percent off yeah. if you got three pairs you're saving 60 percent. that's bloody huge mate yeah i mean however you slice it you know it doesn't matter but you can get 20% off if you use PP20. It's really simple. So we thank them. We thank you for listening. If you haven't already, please make sure you subscribe. Click the subscribe button. Give us a little five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Also, check out our socials. What's our social on the Twitter, Mekel? Uh, it's the Players Pod AU. Yeah, there you go. The Players Pod AU. Also, check us out on Instagram at Players Podcast Australia and search us on the Facebook. The Facial Book, on the Facial Book, Players Podcast Australia. That's it. That's pretty much it. Give it a like. Dude, this is huge. I hope you guys enjoy it. We really enjoyed sitting down with him. And look, I mean, humble brag, I think he wants to talk to us again. But who knows? I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe he was just being really nice. He, he probably got off the... He probably got off and was like, oh, I'm never talking to those two ever again. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Especially you. I mean, yeah. I was pretty cool. But yeah. Anyways, look, these guys want to hear the podcast. Let's throw it to it. This is our chat with... The one, the only, Pedro Moyano. No, no, it's it's Peter Moylan. Peter Moylan on the Players Podcast. The C bomb, I guess. Nah, fuck no. All right. Uh.
And we're back. Here we are. Thank you very much for coming and tuning into the Players Podcast Australia. My name is Jeremy Sexton. I will be one of your hosts today. My co-host, Michael Gain. Are you there? Jeremy, it's a pleasure as always. Damn, damn, damn. I really was hoping that you weren't there because you just bring the show down. You're a massive handbrake, but that's okay. How are you, how you been? Yeah, good. Just uh, another day in paradise, hanging hanging out and having to talk to you. So, Yeah, that's good. Well, look, I'm not going to fuck around any longer. We've got a pretty Im- Im- uh, important, special guest here today. Hey, who is our guest today? Who's there? Hey, how's it going? I'm Peter. Peter? You might have heard of me. Yes, here Just- you go. <laughs> <laughs> just, just peter that's it peter i like pedro. it uh, peter, pedro peter yeah yep peter peter I'm a former umpire moyane is that your last yeah, name Mo- is that how you say Mo- it Mo- peter oh. Molian. yeah yeah the the l is uh is not silent moylan <laughs> peter moylan peter moylan there you go far yeah, out I, how how the hell how the hell did we end up bagging a guy like you this is unreal this is great well because i'm stuck in a hotel room two weeks got nothing else to do so i figured i'd give you guys a bit of a hand a bit of a leg up see what happens mate we are super appreciative you have absolutely no idea um like i'm sure we've uh, you've heard like we're this podcast all about just just talking to players and that having a bit of a chat so man we really really appreciate it so you're in you're in, you're in you're in you're quarantine in sydney yeah mate got here uh eight days ago i think seven days ago stuck uh stuck in quarantine it was it was just a crazy because i've flown to and from australia once or twice a year for the last 15 years so i'm very used to the routine and then to get off the plane this time and have it be turned on its head was crazy absolutely crazy yeah i can imagine so you've you've actually been over they're working with Fox, doing yeah. some broadcasting stuff pre and post game as well. Is that right? Yeah, mate. Um, they contacted me and were, straight after I retired and asked me if I'd be interested in doing some TV. And um, I never thought it'd be something that I would do, but people kept pushing me in that direction, saying that I'd be good at it. And um, it's uh, it's now that I'm doing it and I'm in there, it's actually really enjoyable. Getting a chance to to stay relevant and talk baseball and stay around the Braves, it's um, it's pretty cool. Yeah, that'd be that'd be pretty awesome. Uh, I've seen some photos of you, you know, like all dressed up in the suit. I mean, wow! Like honestly, oh, I just suits. thought you might have been going to court or something like that. But yeah, I usually that's what happens. I usually get arrested and, and have to go represent <laughs> myself in court. So uh, luckily this time, it's uh, I, I get to hold a microphone in front of my face. Um, but I hate suits more than anything. I used to wear a suit when I was a rep too. I was a sales rep for a long, long time. So having to get <clears> up, well, put a suit on every day, you know, screw that. Well, I actually feel that because I, uh, in in my daytime job, I'm not going to say too much because I don't want to give it away on uh, on the podcast. But I am also a rep for uh, for a coffee company, so Very we good. won't we won't go too far into your beautiful cafe that in Melbourne um, right. because you know I'm sure you're happy with Five Senses and their beautiful. I'm absolutely but... delighted with Five Senses. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> One day we'll have a chat about coffee and how I could uh, definitely give you some beautiful coffee. But this isn't a sales call. This is not a sales call. But that's that's a that's a super interesting thing, Moilo. Like, I mean, there's so many interesting things about your story. But you effectively you were you were a pharmaceutical rep there for a while, weren't yeah. you? Yeah, 100%. and that was, I was uh, that's what I was doing when I was pitching for the Australian team in the World Baseball Classic when I when I got lucky enough to sign with the Braves. Um, I had to call my boss and tell him that. 
they're gonna have to find another sales rep because I wasn't coming home. Because I'm I'm off to play in the big leagues with well, the Atlanta stage, Braves. I wasn't. At that stage, I was going to AAA and seeing if I could hack it. But um, yeah, it was it was a fun call to be able to make, and and obviously there's been a lot that's happened between there and now. So I'm glad I made that decision. Yeah, and that that was that was actually like another little question that I had for you. Like obviously, just how interesting that was around that first WBC, which was 2006. Hmm. What yeah. was it like to be? I mean, obviously, first of all, getting signed. I mean, you'd been through that before, 96, 97. You've been in the system right. there with the Twins. But then also you you now, you have that time away and you come back almost, I mean, I'm thinking here, it's nearly 10 years later. And now you've, right. you've been doing this, living this other life. And now you've come into effectively go to play for Australia. And now you're getting signed by yeah. the Twins, uh, by the by the Braves. Like, what's that like? How, how crazy is that to you? Or was well, that to you? It just kept getting crazier and crazier. The the three or four months leading up to that were were insane in themselves. Um, even making the the squad because I was off the radar of the Australian team for so long. Um, I was just a guy playing club ball at Blackburn and hitting tanks. So um, <laughs> it, it was just pure luck that allowed me to drop my arm angle down one day in the outfield because I needed some pitching on the team and and uh, the the arm slot just seemed to work with me and seemed to seemed to really. And I just, it was just felt so comfortable instantly and, and uh, you know, taught myself how to throw a breaking ball and a change up. And, and as I say, the rest is history. But, I, you know, we, we had a couple of um, lead up games against a Taiwanese team and a Japanese team that was doing their spring training in Geelong um, and had a bit of success. But, you know, there was no guarantees. It was just, Dees was like, hey, I'm uh, going to put you on the 60 man squad. And then I still had to obviously make the team and eventually made the, the squad of 30 and, and made the trip over to the States, packed my suitcase for, for two weeks. Which that's how we went to Florida first and then the tournament was obviously going to be a week unless we made it to the second round um, and ended up staying for eight months. And yeah, went over to, to minor league, minor league spring training, uh, got called over to back up on, on the big league side a couple of times and chance for, for Bobby Cox to see me. Uh, he like what he saw and within a week of the season starting I went to triple a pitched in two games in triple a and then I was in the big leagues man it was it was <laughs> I went from I went from I went from playing club ball at Blackburn to being in the big leagues in three and a half months that's amazing that's literally Crazy. something out of a movie man like yeah exactly uh Pedro Moyano needs to be the next big like the next big script that gets pushed through because you could sell that to the Spanish audiences, you know, like the big baseball yeah. countries. Yeah, yeah. Japan, we'll go to Japan. Yeah. To the Dominican. I'd have to do a tour of all those countries too, I think, just to present. See, I, I just the only problem if it's Peter Moylan, and no no offense to you, but like marketing wise, they're not going to want some Aussie Pete, you know, like that's really how it's going to be marketed if it's, if it's just stuck with Peter Moylan. So we need to change that up just a touch. Fair enough. I'll let you be in charge of marketing then. <laughs> well, you, you must have done all right with the Braves because you must have really set a pretty good impression and done quite well because you were there for you were there from 2006 to 2013. Um, yep. What was it like for you? And, and over that period, I mean, obviously you've you've you know just just that time period alone being in the big leagues mm. it would would be amazing. But obviously, then you you like you said before, you retired after 2018, so you spent. Yep. 12 years in the bigs, which is, which is an amazing, amazing period for anyone. 
Um, yeah. Let alone a guy that that got signed in 96 and spent 96, 97 in the twins organization and then had that extended period off. I mean, what was that like? Like, was there something there that was like, wow, like I never thought this would happen. I mean, obviously no one really thinks it's going to happen, but was there anything in the way of like, like this just unwavering self-belief that maybe I will get back there or was there some self-doubt? No, no, I never, there was never a goal to get back into American baseball. Even when I was making that, um, making the team for the Aussie team and, and doing all that sort of stuff. I, my goal was legitimately just to make the World Baseball Classic team and go to pitch in Orlando against all those big leaguers just to prove to myself that I could have done it had I not been such a cockhead early on in my in my career. Um, <laughs> so um, that was legitimately, and I think that's part of the reason why it's, it it happened so so quickly is that I, I it was just it was just so out of the blue and, and something that I just wasn't planning for and expecting at all. Um, but even, you know, you talk about the amount of years that I've had. It, it, every year was was a grind. Every year was a minor league invite and having to prove myself in spring training. So I was never, I was never able to, not that I would have relaxed, or, or, but I was never able to take the foot off the gas because nothing was ever guaranteed. It was always having to, to go back and try and do it again every year. So um, I guess that, that part of it kept me going back. And, and, you know, people say you kept you know, all the injuries and you kept coming back, kept coming back. And, and it, it's quite simple. Yes, I had to obviously get back from those injuries, but someone was also offering me a job to come back and pitch every time. So um, and until someone stopped offering me that job, I was always going to go back and try and try and get people out. After that first or second, second, that kind of around that first year going into your second year, was the plan to like try and carve out 10, 10, 12 year career? Or are you, were you sitting there thinking, oh, you know, I might be up here for three or four years and then be done or? This is how long I thought I was going to be there for that first year. I literally got everybody that I could get my hands on to sign something for me because I didn't know when I was going to be back. So I had a memorabilia collection from 2006 that was pretty impressive because I, I honestly, I didn't know when I was going to get a chance to see these people again. Yeah. I thought this was, and 2006 wasn't exactly an amazing year for me. Triple A, I had an ERA that was brutal. Um, I was trying to add all different arm angles. I didn't know what was working for me. I was up the top sometimes. You go back and look at video from 2006 and I've got 10 different arm angles just trying to figure out something that worked. Um, plus I'd have spent eight years out of the game, eight years playing just club ball. So, you know, the routine of club ball, um, and then having to go to triple A and you're playing catch every day, you're playing baseball every day. There's one off day a month and usually you're traveling. So, you know, it was, it was a bit of a grind early on, but, um, again, I was getting paid to play baseball, so it wasn't all bad. Um, but I also, funny story, there was back-to-back rainouts in September um, I had my, bo- my flight booked on the 3rd of September. September 1st, they make all the call-ups from, from the minor leagues to the big leagues. And I wasn't one of them. So I'm like, okay, cool. I'm leaving them on September 3rd and I'm not going to come back. Um, they had back-to-back rainouts in Philadelphia and they had scheduled back-to-back double-headers and they needed pitching. And I was the last guy on the 40-man that hadn't been called up. So I got called up, um, ended up staying for the month, ended up um, having a pretty good month of September. And I honestly think that without that month, I wouldn't have come back next year. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, I mean, that first year you were there, like you finally walk into the locker room for the first mm-hmm. time and you're, you're probably right. looking around and it's like, 
geez, what's going on? Like, who who were you, who was your locker next to, and what was oh, that man. experience like? Right. So when you first get called up in Atlanta, the old stadium used to have two parts to the to the clubhouse. You walk in the main entrance, and there's like a straight part that would would lead to this circle, and they used to call that the circle of trust, right? So until you were in that circle, I think there was 24 lockers in that little circle of trust, maybe 23, and the rest of them were, were lined up. So my first locker was in the lineup part. I wasn't in the circle of trust yet. Um, and then the next year when I came back, I, my first locker I got was in the circle of trust. So I was like, okay, now I've made it. Now this is, uh, <laughs> this is it. So, um, yeah, it's it was intimidating, mate. You walk in, um, you got smolts, you've got, Chipper Jones, you've got Andrew Jones, you've got Tim Hudson, you've got just these giants of the game who I've been a massive fan of for years. And now, three months after being at Blackburn, I'm I'm about to go on the pitch on the mound. That like it's just it's just insane. Even to even every time I tell the story, like it's just people have their mind blown because it's just so it's so. Um, so unusual it's so it's such a it's such a low percentage that it was ever going to happen even the, the chance that i got to sign again back then aussies didn't get second chances man like if you blew your chance you were gone so um for me to even get a second chance alone was was crazy and then to turn that into 12 seasons in the big league was was sweet who who would you say out of out of all the years that you're up there who yeah. do you think your favorite who's who's your favorite teammate Oh no, nah, I can't call. I'm not going to go one one guy. I can't do it. Can't do it. Give us, give do us it. a nah. couple of guys. Give, give us a couple. Us your top, yeah. top five. Moylo's top five. I can't even do See, that. It's going to be it'll be it'll be a. Te- I'll give you I'll give you a couple of names, but I just want a disclaimer that these are not my favourite teammates. These are the ones that I'm thinking of just right now. Right. Okay. And and tomorrow you will get the shits that you didn't think of this guy, that guy, Correct. that guy, that guy, that guy. Yeah. All right. I'm with so, you. Tim Hudson, uh, Chris Medlin, Whit Merrifield, Eric Hosmer, Mike Moustakis, um, Freddie Freeman. Um, that's 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 the top tier, I reckon. That's the top tier. But there's plenty more. There's a lot more. I can tell you the guys. No, I'm not going to say the names. But there's been two guys in the history of my my baseball career that I wouldn't cross the street to piss on if they were on fire. <laughs> oh, come on! That's the content this pod two. needs. This two just, just out of thirteen years. Two half, half, half of one name. Just half of one name. No, nah, oh, it'll give it away. It'll give it away. Damn. Okay, that's can't do ah, it. We're so we, close. We, we almost had we almost had a hot take there that we could we almost could have been. Still have sure. you can just you can just make it up. And I'm, I gonna am going to make it up. I'm going to tell people, Fair hey, enough. you need to listen to this point. We're thirteen minutes in, where he says right. he hates this person. Yeah, there's two just, people like that. Just fishing, just fishing. <laughs> <laughs> so, can I ask a really dumb question? And and look, if and I don't, you I don't already have. Know, so you might as well keep going. I'm gonna keep it doing. <laughs> I'm gonna keep it going. The circle okay. of trust is that. Is yes. that was there any sort of initiation? Was there anything here? Or is this something to say? Look, now you're cool. No, now you're one of us. No soggy stayos. Nothing needed to be said. It was just. <laughs> it was just. Um, you know, once you got in there, it was it was more of a feeling that you you knew. You know, it was kind of like because the way it works, and I found this out throughout the years. But the way it works is that the extra the clubhouse guys have more pull in that clubhouse than anyone in the history of the game. So 
once you're in with the clubhouse guys and once they've asked the powers that be who they want in the circle and your name's mentioned, then you're like, okay, I'm in. So that being, that being said, like going back to that, I mean, that, you know, having that in our heads there, like going back to what you said before about how it was three months earlier, you were in Blackburn, right? Yep. Playing, playing club ball. How is the learning process? Not so much. I mean, obviously baseball wise, but, but, locker room life like everything politics, like that level, the, yeah. yeah politics wanted to say it that, that I didn't, process I didn't, what's that like I, I didn't accept it very well because of the fact that I was 27 and um, you talked about initiation before it's not so much initiation it's more you have to you have to earn your stripes I guess um, so um, yeah it's um I, I was not the kind of guy that was going to sit on the couch and shut up or not sit on the couch and shut up. I was more of a, here's my personality, take it or leave it kind of guy. Um, and that rubbed a few people the wrong way early on. Um, but eventually once they knew that I, you know, I was just being myself and I wasn't, I wasn't trying to show off or, or be anyone that I wasn't. Um, yeah, it was, um, it was, it was nice to get accepted that second year, but that, that first year was, was all over the place. Mm. Wow. What, what was, uh, so you finally get there, I guess. And you know, what, what do you think you're, did you reward yourself in any way where you're like, I've made it to the big leagues. That's it. I'm getting this right now. Ferrari, yep. Lamborghini. No, 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 no. I bought a watch. I still have it. Actually. I bought a watch. Um, that was the first, that was the first big purchase that I made. Um, I bought myself a Breitling watch. Um, but, yeah, it, again, it was, especially early on, because I was going up and down so much, I didn't know how long I was going to be stick, get stick for. So yeah. uh, it, wasn't until, it wasn't until 2007 when I'd had a few months in a row in the big leagues um, when I decided that, okay, maybe I can go and splurge and get yourself a little something nice. No Ferraris. I, had, I did have too many cars at one stage, but they weren't anything special. They were just, you know, just cool little cars that I like to drive. Wow. And now there's obviously then, you know, 2006, 2013 with the Braves, you've, you've, you, you go over to the Dodgers uh, and then you sort of, like I said, sort of back to the Braves and then, and then in there with the Royals in the 16, 17 season. Mm-hmm. Now I've heard a rumor of a pretty famous story about you potentially. I mean, we discussed it before you're, you're a coffee guy. Um, mm. is it true that you, you bought your own coffee machine into the clubhouse and made espresso like, and, but good, like, tell me that story. I want to hear it from the horse's mouth. Okay. What happened? Um, so, uh, coffee guy, as you know, um, and the U S don't do coffee very well. Even Starbucks is horse poo. So, um, I decided that I'd become pretty familiar with this machine that I've been using at home. And I told the guys, I told Alex Gordon, actually, I was like, hey, I'm going to bring in some coffee so you can have some real coffee one day. And he's like, okay, you do it. So I got a machine, brought it in, started making coffees. And within about two weeks, actually, no, um, whoever drank my coffee that day went deep. I can't remember who it was, whether it was Whip or Alex Gordon, but someone had a coffee and they went deep that day. So from that point, I was legitimately making 10, 15 coffees a day for these guys right before the game. Because I'm in the bullpen, so I don't have to be out in the bullpen until the third inning or whatever. So, by the, you know, by the time I can get myself ready for the game. So, I've spent the pregame making coffees for the guys. 
Um, so much so that they had a couple of t-shirts made up. They made a, a, a t-shirt in honor of it. Um, and I used to get people from across the US that would send me coffee beans to put in my coffee. Um, so I would, I would make the coffees based on whatever coffee beans I got sent that day. And I'd put a little thing on Instagram and, and it, whether someone went deep, it was great. I had people making me little coffee mugs for the whole team. Like it was, <laughs> it was insane. And Kansas city was, I still, still mention this, you know, despite the first few years that I had in Atlanta, I think Kansas city was the most fun that I'd had on a baseball field. Um, one, because I was having a bit of success and two, because I was doing it with house money, man. I'd, I'd had so many injuries and I'd had to go through so many things. In 15, I had to sign a player coach deal. So at that point, most people thought that my career would have been over and I managed to sneak out three more years. So, um, and, I, and I managed to lead the league in appearances in my age 40 season. So that was, that was pretty cool. Animal. That's unreal. Yeah. yeah. Animal, yeah. <laughs> 40, dude. So, I mean, that's a, 40 is a new 20, I'm telling you. Really? Because I'm, oh, yeah. I'm nearly I'm nearly thirty, and I think it's all um, it's over for me. Yeah, well, it might be for you, but um, <laughs> the, the, the rest of us will kick on, I reckon. Ah, oh, shit. So, so I I just I just have when you're telling that story about Kansas, man, I just have this vision of you just walking up and down the stands with just this big tray that the you know is <laughs> espresso. Get your espresso. Was that you? One, Was those, that, or... one of those pump things are like they like they do in japan where they serve your beer out of the out of the, the pest control sprayer <laughs> yeah there you, there you go mr Moilano. Yeah, yeah far out <laughs> so that that's that's got to be pretty amazing and i mean and then and then you like you said you, you head over you head over to the braves again what was it like i mean you you were there for a lot of years was it this yeah. it's uh all right come on back was it uh you know what was it like going back and not going back and then coming back again? Like it was great. It was, I was very disappointed that I wasn't able to do what I'd done the two previous years in Kansas city in Atlanta. Um, I just, for some reason, couldn't figure it out. Um, while I was on the mound and, you know, I wasn't getting the same sort of depth that I was getting on my pitches for the years before my velocity was still the same, but there was just something missing. Um, and this was before rap sodos and all that sort of stuff had come in. So that there was a chance to measure and see what was going wrong. Um, I'd, I'd never even thrown off a rap soda machine um, at that point. So had it happened to me now and we had the data that, you know, that I could read to see what I did when my sinker was going good, I would have been able to make the adjustment a lot quicker, but I, mean, I, I legitimately, I got put on the DL. Um, I spent, weeks and weeks and weeks at a time on, on the bullpen mounds trying to figure out what the hell was wrong. Um, but yeah, I just, I just could not get my sinker to sink like it had in years past. So now you're talking about the rap soda and all that. And, mm. you know, obviously baseball is obviously from when you first got brought up into the big leagues to now, there's obviously a huge, you know, pull towards Shift. analytics what is what is your thoughts on it? Where do you sit with it? What don't you like? What do you like? I love everything to do with the information and I love that it's out there and I love that guys have this resource. I don't love that it's making managers make decisions based on nothing to do with their head or heart. It's just strictly what they read on a piece of paper. And the prime example was Blake Snell in the World Series. Taking Blake Snell out of that game was 
every single person, I don't even think the analytics pointed towards doing that. So I don't understand that move and I don't understand how, I feel like a lot of the time you see managers making decisions so that they can try and explain the decision away to the media afterwards based on numbers instead of, hey, this is what I thought and this is what I'm going with. This is why I think someone like a Dusty Baker is so important um, who who can use the numbers and use them to his advantage, but he's still got the knowledge of being around the game for 50 years and, and draws from that, not just looking at a piece of paper. So um, I, I love that. I love the pitch design aspect of it. I love the I love the biomechanical aspect of it, where you can break down your mechanics and and, and I just I just fear that they, um, you know, there's there's one way that they think there is to throw, and there's certainly more ways to get it done than that. Yeah, I guess it's been brought up on the podcast probably the last couple of episodes. We talked about that situation or that scenario with Spency and also with Tank. Um, do you feel as though that maybe like let's take for example Bobby Cox if he was coaching in today's game is it do you think that that's something that he would take on board or is he full I don't think you have a choice I don't don't think you have a choice anymore like there's not one team in baseball that doesn't use the analytics now yeah um just because um the information is so valuable um you know it's it it can instantly and I don't I don't look at it from like a hitter standpoint i do look do it strictly from from pitcher standpoint and again yes the numbers are there and yes they're able to be read and yes you can use the data but at the same time there is the human element that gets taken out too many times we're not robots these guys still have to make their pitch um, it's great to have the information to know what your weakness what the player's weaknesses are and what your strengths are but you know if your strength ties straight directly into that guy's strength then it's just strength versus strength so it's still player versus player all the analytics basically gets wiped so um I, as i said I, I love the fact that the information is out there and i just worry that that the game's going too analytical and not as much feel do you see do you think there'll be a big shift back towards so obviously you know sinker slider is predominantly what you were and the change up and now <laughs> yeah. And now it's up in the zone, twelve six breaking ball. Do you think eventually it will shift back to sinker slider or stay the same? Don't know. I have no clue, mate. It all depends on what their swing parts are going to do. Um, I think guys have made the adjustment to be able to hit sinkers now, as you saw in two thousand eighteen when I tried to throw them. Um, but um, yeah, it's it's the game's always going to be evolving. Um, and it's just, it's just whoever picks up on the newest trend, the fastest is the one that's going to have the advantage. Yeah. That's yeah. And speaking of evolutions, like that's a pretty good little segue into, uh, into what I wanted to ask you about. I mean, now, now you're back in your, yeah, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) How, how you ended up being, um, you know, just a dude pitching club ball to, a good looking hipster dude with those nice glasses. That's all I wanted to know. No, no. My bad. (laughs) This is called the Oakley sponsorship. It's an Oakley yeah. sponsorship. Oh, oh shout is. out. Plug. Shout out to oh, Oakley. The first plug on the episode. <laughs> there you <Yeah>. go. That's a, <laughs> that's an OG Oakley. plug too. Yeah, that's huge. All right. If you and, if you and uh, Oakley could just uh, re-up our uh, our podcast for us and share us, oh, yeah. share it, that'd I'm sure be great. I'm sure they'd love that. Yeah. Sure <laughs> but basically what I was what I was getting to was, you know, you've, you're now back with the Aces. Is that correct? You're uh, a yeah. pitching coach. 
I you've, am. You've you've seen you've been in the system here in Australia for a very long time. You now see when you you know when they started the ABL back up, uh, and and from from that point to where it is now, mm. being a guy that's been in the big leagues, been in, in in professional baseball, what is it to you to see to see what it's become? Are you are you happy with that evolution to where now we've got these big league guys coming out here and and playing in it? I think um, I think. Yes, I'm happy with the direction that it's going. Um, obviously, this year is a completely different year than years past. Um, but one thing that I did notice last year, especially with the Aces, was that the difference in the type of people that were coming out to watch the game, um, traditionally it had been just the, the, the guys, the long-time baseball people that would you know, make the trek out to Altona. But I noticed a big shift last year it was more people were coming out, not exactly knowing what they were coming to see, but they were coming to see entertainment. And nine times out of 10, the Aces put on a pretty good show. So, um, and that's what gets people to come back. Um, I, I like I like that shift. Um, I do love the fact that we get Delman out here, Manny's out here this year. Um, you know, that's the kind of thing that, that guys will come out here for not a lot of money. Um, and that's what, what, what we're starting to realise is because it's a good opportunity, especially with no minor leagues this year, it's a great opportunity for guys to get some get some playing time in. And you see superstars like Acuna come out and have the year that he had out here and then go back and become just one of the poster child of, of MLB. So um, if, if the league was hitting in the wrong direction and guys would come out here and not have success and not be able to translate that into success over there, then I think we'd be going the wrong way. But I, I think uh, guys... Guys use this as a as a nice stepping stone um, and a good little uh, resume builder. I, uh, I yeah, I can't agree more. It's pretty cool from a fan's perspective. Like, I mean, I I'm a diehard Boston fan. I I love Manny Ramirez. I named my dog after Manny Ramirez, dude. I am that that lame. But I just I I when I heard he was coming out to play for Sydney, I just about blew my load. I was the big. <laughs> I was so keen. I was like. <laughs> This guy yeah, is is the man. No, come on, come on. Yeah, as if you wouldn't be excited. Um, I punched him out in LA, man. I don't. I'm not that excited. I probably did the same thing. I might have to get, might have to get my arm loosened up to see if I can just punch him out one more time. Dude, I've been saying that to Mick. I've been saying. He said to me, he goes, and the listeners of this pod have heard this, but he goes, oh, what would you do, like, if I come up against Manny? And I'm like, dude, you've got no idea. If Manny hits you for a bomb. I get to say Manny hit my mate for a bomb. But if you strike right. him out, I also get to claim that you struck him out. That's it's right. fucking win-win for me, man. Plus, he's 50 now. So, it's, you know, it's not like... If he, if he does hit you for a bomb, then it's, that's on you, mate. Mick, juice. Yeah. <laughs> Jared, so, you got a 50-year-old he, take he just He just keeps trying to get me to visualize it in my head what, what's going to happen. All I'm trying, all I'm fishing for, man, is is if I can get him on the pod, that's huge. That's crazy. That's I mean, that's not going to happen. The pod but would again, the pod would end if if we got many on. That'd be the last episode. But then again, the last we never guy. thought we never thought we'd ever have you on. So that's, yeah, that's pretty awesome too. That's a good point. That's but a great really, save, guys. That thanks, is a great man. save. Well done, You're right, bro. Anytime. <laughs> You're right. Uh, but also, but also, I just want a grand pick with him. But anyways, we'll, we'll get away from that. Look. The other thing I really wanted to ask you, um, and, yeah. and 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 just in, we'll wrap it up really soon because I'm sure you've got to get back to staring at a wall That's, uh, in quarantine. I yeah, of, I had a lot of Where's Wally. This is like real life Where's Wally on playing. I'm just trying to spot all the. It's amazing. How, yeah, go ahead. How many floor? How many floors up are you? Thirty-two is it, is it a penthouse. Oh, geez. Thirty-two floors up. Yeah, Not must quite be nice. 
Hey? Yeah, it is nice. It's a four by six room with no washing machine, dryer, microwave, oven. Um, so yeah, it's great. I get to order Uber Eats every day and eat cold food because it takes them forty minutes to bring it up. But yeah, sorry. Yeah, I yeah. <laughs> I mean, I just got back from the beach in Byron. I just spent my Friday oh, morning good. down at Broken Head in Byron Bay. So yeah, I mean, yeah, it must How be. How are the Are they good? <laughs> I don't know where he lives, but I know he's down there somewhere. I. I've had some tradie mates that worked on his house, but I, I don't really give a shit to know where he I've lives. Heard to Zac, be Efron's, Zac Efron's living there now too. I've yeah, I've heard rumors of that too. But I mean, again, I wasn't a big High School Musical fan. I know you probably were, but yeah, Baywatch, uh, a big Baywatch oh, fans. Yeah, I'd yeah, off his nips in that thing. Holy cow! <laughs> <laughs> big fan of the Rock too, I'd imagine. Sure. Rock Bring it back anything. to the series. This is this yep. is my. <laughs> This is my last question for you, and I'll let you go. Um, okay. We're going back to the ABL and the evolution of it now. Like, But if we said, all right, you know, is, you're happy with how it's trending, but what do you think being a guy, again, a big league guy, knowing the, knowing the system, knowing the game, what do you think that we can do with this game to really take it to that next level, to make it one of those premier sports? Not so much a premier sport like a cricket that, that's ingrained in our in our culture for years and years and years, but... What do you think we can do with this game and the ABL to take it to that next that next level? What what I, do you think of that? I just I think they're doing it already. I think they're you know they're trying to get more internationals involved. Um, team the, the team from Korea and the exposure that that's going to give us is is huge. Um, the TV rights in New Zealand were were going to be huge. Um, they just announced that the Aces are going to have their live, their game streaming on YouTube and KO and and sometimes on Fox Sports too. So, you know, that's the kind of thing that needs to happen. Couple that with getting some superstars out here every year. Um, and it's it can't just be the international people that are watching. We've got to get some people from Australia that are interested as well. So um, I think I think if we can start to hit grassroots, and I'm, I'm sure Australian baseball has got programs in place once COVID's up that go to hit schools and, and try and get some interest and have guys like me and Spencey and Balf and, and Hendricks and, and, you know, Ryan Ron Smith, all these guys, Luke Hughes, um, Olchi, all these guys that have had a, that have had opportunity to play in the big leagues come back and tell their stories and talk about what, what sort of a massive opportunity it can be for these people. Um, you know, even to go and get your education paid for in college, to go play three or four years in college and get an education over there, um, you know, why, why wouldn't you try and do that? You, you got to, you got to fight the, the the AFL and the NFL and the sorry NRL and 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 basketball and soccer, the netball. There's just so many different sports over here that people play, but it's such a sporting nation that I feel like there's room for everyone. So, you know, if you can get if you can get behind a field hockey team, you can surely get behind a baseball team. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's, yeah, that's amazing, man. And like, and you're so right. Like guys like yourself getting out there, telling the stories and stuff and amazing. Like you'd, I'm sure you'd, uh, you'd have so many to tell. I mean, we appreciate you coming on the podcast. Uh, and I, I know course, I did boy. ask you, I know I did ask you, I did say before that would be the last question, but what's, what's your favorite story from when you're in the big leagues? What's, what's the craziest thing? What was, what's your favorite thing that, was it a guy you punched out? Was it being in a brawl? Was it what was um, it? Just to finish the show. There's been a lot. There's been a lot. You know, it's crazy. I talk about a lot of the things that I remember didn't didn't really shine very well on me. Like my, my most fondest memory was one, obviously getting to the big leagues, um, but 
having you know seeing Hinsky hit the home run off Tony Ro- off Tony Romo off uh, Sergio Romo in the playoffs in 2010 in front of a packed house, you know feeling the stadium shake in excitement because we've just taken the lead in a playoff game. Um, I never got to go. I never got to be on a roster. I went to a couple of championship series where I was there for entertainment value, um, but I, I never got to pitch further than the division series. So for me, that was something that I'll never, ever forget, that you, know, you can feel the crowd in your chest just sitting there watching someone else do good. Um, the other moment was, ironically, in 2008, when Ryan Zimmerman hit the walk-off home run at Nationals Park, opening day, opening night, um, first ever game at, at New Nationals Park, their poster child hits a walk-off. Again, the, the noise and the, the adrenaline and the disappointment and the emotion of that kind of game, I chase that. That's, the, that's what brings you back. And that's why, you know, guys played like myself, played, 10, 12 years and, and never play the playoffs and never make the World Series. And it's disappointing because once you see and once you feel what the energy's like in those sort of games, it, there's nothing that can match it. That's amazing, man. That's, um, yeah, that's, I'm super envious. <laughs> Let's just say that. Yeah, I mean, dude, I, I got so lucky. Like, I don't let, I got, part of this game is being in the right place at the right time. I've seen hundreds of guys with the, had more talent than me, probably better pitchers than me that never got a chance to pitch in the big leagues. So, you know, yes, I, I took advantage of an opportunity, but even to get that opportunity, I was so freaking lucky. Spencey put it that he said the exact same thing. He said, it's, it's so many things have to align in the right way. It's, you know, being, yeah. having a good body of work, being healthy, having that job come available, all those things being liked. And just, and it's when you think about it like that, and it's like, Holy shit. Like, you know, yeah. it's, it's already amazing to think that, that, you know, you guys have gotten to that level. But then when you just look at that, it's like, wow, man, it's, it's something that you say, wow, just really take your hat off. And yeah, it is it's what more it than is. Just, it's more than just get on the bump and try and try as hard as you can. There's just exactly what he said. It's off the field. It's on the field. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a whole lot of luck. And I got, I got a whole shit ton of it. <laughs> it's pretty good, man. Look, um, all I wanted to say was like, thanks so much for, for coming on. We really appreciate it. Um, this is something that, you know, we're going to turn around just like you before we're going to turn around tomorrow. Uh, I can feel it and go, fuck, why didn't we ask him this? We should have asked him that. And then our phones are going to be blown well, up. Our friends are going to tell us we're idiots, which is true, which is true. Well, <laughs> well, after, after let's, let's go, let's have another one midway through and then we'll talk again at the end of the season. How about that? That sounds awesome, man. That sounds awesome. And, and look, right. I do have to just say this. Is there anyone in, in the Melbourne Aces, any rookies, any young dudes that you're looking out for that you think could be someone to keep an eye on this season? Oh, that's a great question. I'll, I'll let you know when I get down there. Um, yep. I legitimately haven't seen one person throw a baseball yet. So, okay. Um, okay. With so that'll COVID be a midway and being stuck question. in a hotel, that'll be a midway question. But yeah. Um, so we'll I'm interested to see, I'm interested to see what someone like uh, Mitch Ellis could do. Okay. Um, for oh. being a full-time pitcher for the first time, so um, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. And I, I also want to see not a rookie, but I also want to see uh, now that Tolsey's been in quarantine for for as long as he has, and you know that little bastard's been up to some tricks. So I want to see what what he can come up with too. 
I saw Tolsey at the gym the other day, and he looks like he's in pretty good shape. Haven't seen him throw, yeah. but well, he went uh, down to see Eric Cressy, and he he's been doing the weighted balls and the drive line stuff for for a while now. So I wouldn't be surprised if he stops starts throwing ninety five. You can't let you can't let Mitch Ellis keep ca- uh, crash couching at your place though. Why? He's <laughs> he's not that good of a guy, honestly. Oh, <laughs> I'll be the judge of that cock. Yeah. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. Uh, thanks, Mick. Nah. Yeah, no worries. So next nah, time, I'm just hey, I'm just nah, I'm good. Leave it all to Mitch. me. Beat it, Jeremy. <laughs> no, you've pissed him off. Look, Moylo, we've kept you for too long. Mick's I don't get pissed job. off. Oh, oh, okay. All right. Fair enough. I remember that. we're in a fight against South Australia. Yeah. 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 Good. Yeah. yeah. That your mate? Which one? South. Your South mate. Austra- uh, my teammate, your mate. Your mate. <laughs> We've done too time. much. We've done too you, much. You should put that highlight of that of that uh, over the over the video of the podcast. But... Oh yeah, they were giving each other a hug on the field. It was really cute. That's all it was. Yeah, That's all it was. yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. that's a, right. An, an arm's length hug. It was great. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, you got. I saw. I actually watched that video. Uh, you know, the day after it happened, and it just looked like you guys were at. Like you said, at arm's length, but talking about your yeah. tax returns, that's all it seemed like to me. Yeah, yeah. I think, I don't know if it was tax returns or whether it was like just well, what we're going to go, what the spread was going to be like after after the game. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't a very, it wasn't a very, God, how about that situation though? Yeah. Two, one lead, bases loaded. Yeah. Interesting. Oh, and then we ended up coming back and winning. Jeez. Yeah, thanks for rubbing mm. it in. Ooh, ooh, the sting. Ooh. The just throwing I can't salt. wait to get my ring, actually. Just throwing salt got... on the wound. Yeah. Are you going to have a chance this year? Yeah, so we do. Can do this year? We will. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Less teams, too, so there's less people to jump. Yeah, that's, that's true. <laughs> that's, that is true. Look, Milo, we'll let you go, man. We appreciate it. Thanks right, so much on. for coming on the pod. Um, if you, if you want to follow him, I mean, you probably already are follow him on, on, uh, Instagram, Twitter, everything. We'll have all of his handles in the, uh, show description. Thanks heaps, man. Appreciate it. Good luck. Any time boys. All right. See ya. See you, mate. That was it. That's it. We just had a chat to Peter Moylan. Dude, that was awesome. That's the chat. Man. And, and, and Moylo even said that, you know, I mean, he wasn't too happy with you, clearly. Yeah. Uh, fair enough, no one is. But he did say that midway through the season, he might come back on the pod. Hey, positive, positive sign. Dude, it, it's like one of those things when you feel like you're like, holy shit, we just talked to Peter Moylan and he might want to talk to us again. Yeah, the opportunities are endless, really. Huh, who who knows what happen? Who knows? Like, we're pretty much grown-ups now. That was pretty cool. Look, yeah. I really enjoyed it. Talking to a dude like that, that just, you know, and, and the interesting thing for me coming out of that is the way that he, he sort of said, you know, I was in the big leagues and each year he, he kept getting, it was just a spring training invite and yeah. he had to grind his way through it. Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, just, just that, but like, you know, it, it's interesting because we ask him, we go, oh, what'd you do? What'd you say? Like, you know, did you buy this? Did you buy that? And it's like, nah, man, like he was, I was too busy grinding thinking this isn't going to last forever. And it's just so, it's just so cool to, to hear that because I mean, you know, I, I, I'd imagine if that was me and I was in the big leagues and, and after a year or two, you'd sort of look around and go, 
I'm fucking here now. I'm pretty, I'm doing okay. And, but it's not the case. It's not the case at all. And uh, that seems to be a recurring theme that we're hearing from these, uh, these guys. So any of you guys out there going through that grind, I mean, geez, that's what you're looking at. Yeah. I mean, only really the top one, one, or I guess maybe even the top 5% of guys get paid the, the big, big, big money. So, um, you know, after that, it obviously drops pretty significantly. So, you know, you heard it from Moilo there that, you know, it wasn't, wasn't easy and yeah, you just stayed the course and kept grinding. Well, you know, we've done some pretty cool episodes now. I mean, Bobby Erasmus, he's clearly, he, he's, he's best friend of the pod. He's been, uh, he's gotten that title. Congratulations. Mm. Uh, Daryl George has to be funniest man, funniest man on the pod. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Spencey's always going to be number one in our hearts just because he was, he was the first dude yeah. that really came on. I mean, other than you, but you suck. So but, yeah, you know, that, Spencey, that doesn't really count. Spencey was our first, which is cute. Uh, you'll always remember your first, but I mean, Moilo, Moilo has to be the coolest cat. Now, oh, yeah. like, I mean, Daryl George was cool and he's a, I like George, like, don't get me wrong, but. Moilo took it to a whole new level, man. That was yeah, sick. but you were trying to sell him coffee half the time, so I wasn't. I wasn't. I didn't even try. I didn't even go into it, I man. Know. I didn't even I just, go I, into it. I just love Raznia. Look, that was awesome. I really appreciated Moilo coming on the show. Um, far out, man. What? I'm on a high right now. I am jazzed. I am so good right now. So this is awesome. I'm so glad. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, I'm so glad we got the opportunity to do it, and hopefully we'll get to do it again one day. Uh, Mick, what's your uh, social media? Just my name. It's Michael Gain. Oh, just my name. It's Michael Gain. Mine is at JAJ55 on Instagram. Uh, but don't worry about that. My, uh, in my Snapchat, you're, you're not getting. Uh, that's not a thing. That is not a thing. Uh, Moylo's is at Peter Moylan. At Peter Moylan. Also, um, he's, he was sponsored. He was talking about some uh, brand there that I think you have may have heard of what, what, what uh, Oakley was that Oakley is that yeah, yeah. who he said and, he was sponsored by yeah I think he said he was sponsored by Oakley yeah. must be nice must be really nice uh, so if you if you want to go and maybe check out their website it might be uh, it might be oakley.com I think I'm not sure but check it out have a look at them uh, and look if you haven't already please follow our uh, our show pages it is at players podcast Australia on Instagram and on the Facebook, as you probably heard earlier on, we are on the Twitter. Mick, what's the Twitter handle? The Players Pod AU. The Players Pod AU on the Twitter. The on, Twitter. On the Twitter. Yeah, how fun is that? Is saying the Twitter. It's just great. <laughs> it's just great. You 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 really you really giving it up for us. That's that's awesome, mate. I really appreciate yeah. the effort that you've thrown into this. That's it for us. We hope you have enjoyed. If you haven't already, make sure you give us a good review. Uh, Give us a five-star review. It helps us with all of our rankings and stuff on the podcast. And, of course, make sure you subscribe. Hit us on all the socials. Everything you need is in the show notes. Thanks so much for listening. We really appreciate your support. We're on a high right now. Well, I am anyways. But we are going to go and uh, we will see you next time on the Players Podcast Australia. Bye.